Welcome to B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. Meet Bonnie. She's from Oklahoma. Where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. A meteorology major and loves to chase. Meet Bobby. He's from Oregon. Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got a boss. Oregon AMS vice president and a former TV weather producer. It's B Squared. Let's talk weather. Welcome into B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby in Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. Bonnie, it's been a fun week of interesting weather. You were out on a flow trip, so we're taping a day later than we usually do. But hey, happy Monday to you. Happy Monday to you. Thank, Thank God you. I took today off. I needed it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, from, from the stories in pre-tape, it sounded like you had a blast. Yes, a blast, but I'm all kinds of busted up. But it's fine. But it was so much fun. And we missed all the rain and storms, though, way out in northeastern Oklahoma where we were. We missed all the action. Right. And, you know, Oklahoma was the center of a lot of media attention this weekend, not just because of weather, but because of other things. Missed that action, too, thankfully. You know, well, yeah, oh. I was going to I was gonna say, you know, at least you were <laughs> on a river and enjoying something and not having to, you know, deal with all the side effects of protesters and presidential visits and all that fun stuff. Exactly, exactly. And we also missed an earthquake, but maybe we felt it, but maybe I was intoxicated and didn't notice. <laughs> That's very possible. That is actually very, <laughs> very possible. So, um, well, again, welcome back. I'm glad you survived your float trip. It sounded like you did have a blast. And uh, you'll have to tell me about this mansion that you stayed in, an eight-person tent, because that sounds pretty freaking awesome. And let me tell you, big enough where I can stand up straight and not touch the top. And I'm like 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, and that is huge, though. I will say this. As somebody that does a little bit of camping during the summer, usually with music festivals, um, being able to get dressed standing up is so much easier than having to get dressed hunched over. Just FYI. Right. Or like sitting down and like, yeah, like, yeah. So it was nice to be in a tent that big. And I had a queen-size blow-up mattress to myself. So, I mean, really... It was nice. I am I'm thoroughly jealous, but I'm glad you did have a lot of fun. Um, I worked all weekend. I've been working the last 27 days straight. I don't know when my next break is, but hey, it happens. Well, I think you need to take some time off. I will. I eventually will. I promise. Okay. I promised myself and my mother I would. <laughs> Well, and now it's recorded, so. Yes. So now, now it has to happen. All right. Exactly. So, um. We'll get into the weather that was affecting the country throughout the day, but you know we are now into summer, so welcome everybody to calendar summer. Again, meteorologically, we've been in it for a hot minute, but I'm glad everybody has you know is now officially on board. Yeah, thank you for joining the rest of us. But ah, uh, man, I'm I'm stoked. But as long as we know, along comes summer, comes tropics, and let's kick it off with our tropical update. It is not 50 past the hour, but. Uh, let's go from west to east, shall we? Let's start in the Central Pacific, where there is no tropical cyclone activity expected in the next 48 hours. So Hawaii looks beautiful right now. We, nice. I yeah. wish we were in Hawaii. Yeah, right? Me too. Uh, let's move a little bit further east. We will go to the Eastern Pacific, where, oh, hey, look, we have two disturbances that they're checking out. We have Tropical Disturbance 1 with a 40% chance of formation in the 48 hours, and that ramps up to 60%. Uh, in the five-day span, and then Tropical oh, wow. Disturbance 2 is at 50% in the next two days, and then that ramps up to 60% in the next five days. So uh, the Eastern Pacific is getting going. 
Nice. If we could get the Atlantic on board, that'd be awesome. Speaking of the Atlantic, there is one area that they are looking at, and this was an area that has been kind of interesting to look at. You look at satellite pictures, you're like, hmm, this looks very interesting. It's got that classic comma shape. Uh, it looks like there is a very broad upper area of low pressure, and then you you know click over the information, and there's an area of well-defined low pressure system 200 or 320 miles southeast of Cape Cod. So it's in the Gulf Stream, so we know it's in warm water, but it's going to affect nothing. Yeah. So the system will grow and then short-lived, but uh, formation chances in the next 48 hours are at 40%. Formation chances through day five, 40%. So, again, mm -hmm. it's nothing to shake a stick at. However, it's just not, you know. That promising. <clears throat> yeah. So... Um, it looks really pretty on satellite. If you can go pull up a satellite picture and, and run the loop, because it is, uh, it's quite interesting to see. Well, I'll have to go look at that. So are we still, is it the dust? That's the dust is what's holding this up, right? Right. So again, that's, that's part of the impact story of, you know, so that was happening over the weekend and last week where, um, gosh, we've talked about it a lot the last couple of years, but you get these big plumes of dust that come off of Africa and they cross over the Atlantic, and they slam into uh, parts of the Caribbean, Florida, into the Gulf, and then Oklahoma, Texas, Louisiana, Arkansas, and basically everybody gets uh, a dust shower. Well, that's great. It's fantastic, and we know. I mean, it is cool, though. It is. It's, it's, it's fantastic to see, you know, air being able to transport that stuff from one side of the world to the other. With yeah. that said, I mean, it does hamper significantly the chances of any tropical formations. Yeah. Yeah, big time. It keeps that air dry. There's no storms coming off the coast of Africa. Right. And so then nothing happens. So we just kind of wait and wait and wait. And that's been the story of the last two years, right? We kind of kick off with a boom. Cool. Atmosphere is primed. It's ready. The conditions exist. We get one, two, three, four you know, storms, and then the dust comes, and then there's nothing. Well, hopefully there'll be a pattern shift shortly, but we'll see. I'm pretty sure there will be. So we will uh, we'll go from there. But So that is our traffic update. Again, not a whole lot happening out there. There is just a bunch of, you know, small little areas of disturbances. We have two in the eastern Pacific and one in the Atlantic, and we'll continue to watch that, and hopefully we'll start to see some storms form here in the not-too-distant future. But... Uh, tropics are relatively quiet and we still have a lot of the season to go. So we're not worried yet. Yet. <laughs> Keyword. Give it time. Give it time. Well, exactly. As we come back to the United States, um, you know, storminess has been kind of the big story in terms of thunderstorms the last couple of days. I know Oklahoma got rocked last night by a really nice line. And today's SBC outlook is two pretty large areas of slight risk for severe th uh, storms there's a pretty large area of marginal risk for severe storms and basically the eastern two-thirds of the country is in your normal thunderstorm you know threat dynamic so mm -hmm. uh, we're looking at storms already forming down in the deep south louisiana alabama and mississippi but storms exist anywhere from montana all the way down to texas and pretty much all points eastward yeah we did have some pretty good storms come through late last night pretty much the western two-thirds of the state got it and then yeah we're back in that slight today i think i'm still in the marginal but i'm just north of the slight so correct you are 
I mean, so I'm still kind of in that area where we'll probably get something later on, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. But those storms last night were real nice, but we missed all the action um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, all of that happened in central Oklahoma and we missed all of it, which, I mean, I'm glad I didn't want it to ruin our trip, but that means I missed all the fun storms that went on. Right. And that happens. I mean, we, we yeah. know that it does happen. And, you know, as, as a weather geek, as you are, I'm sure if someone were to pop up, you would have been like, Oh, Hey, you know, here's what's going on. Yeah. We were all checking the weather a little bit just to see. And, uh, Saturday morning, once we got on the river, we got a brief heavy downpour for about 10 minutes and then it went away and it stayed partly cloudy the rest of the time. So, um, glad that that didn't ruin our trip, but right, yeah, we, we beat the storms out of the city is what happened. They were on our heels and we were just zooming out East, but I'm kind of bummed I missed it, but we needed that. We had a drought issue going on and I think we've fixed a lot of it with all that rain. That's a good thing. Um, yeah. You know, so today's risk area is, is pretty large. We said the eastern two-thirds parts of the country. Tomorrow, uh, the area really focuses kind of back east in the Texas or back west Texas panhandle, Oklahoma panhandle. Uh, and then going forward, day three, which would be Wednesday. Uh, it looks like a lot of the U.S. gets into at least the thunderstorm matrix, but um, just a few pockets of marginal. But nothing nothing yet to shake a stick at. And again, nothing to look at. Somebody would be like, ooh, you know, anything over enhance where it's like, okay, where are the chasers going to be? What's going on? So uh, it's it's kind of quiet. I would not expect, you know, to see a lot of tornadoes possibly today in the two areas that are in the slight slight area. But, you know, there's a very, there's a very low chance. There's not completely mm-hmm. no chance. So Yeah, and that's what it was last night too. And we, right. we did get a little storm that had a tornado warning on it for a little while. Um, just one up near Woodward, but it didn't, it didn't actually put anything down. So, you know, there's always the possibility, but I just don't think conditions are super favorable for tornadoes. Wind and hail, of course, will always be that threat and the heavy rain. Yep. So again, thunderstorms will be the story today and tomorrow, but uh, Bonnie, we talked about watches. We talked about warnings and the national weather service is asking people to take part in a survey. It's officially called the National Weather Service Hazard Simplification Proposed Major Change to the WWA System. WWA is Watch Warning Advisory System. So for decades, you and I are going to take the survey together. So we want to put this on the show so we can walk through this. And if you guys want to do this, go to your local NWS website. They should have the survey posted there. Uh, top of the page. If not, just do a quick um, Google search for the, I hate the name of this, HazSimp, H-A-Z-S-I-M-P survey. And you'll be able to take it. Okay. (laughs) So let's hop into this. For decades, the National Weather Service has used watch warning and advisory system to make users aware of expected weather and water hazards. Extensive social science research with NWS meteorologists, core partners, and the public has found that these three terms, watch warning and advisory, can be misunderstood or confused. The concern with such confusion is it could could contribute to an inappropriate response by partners and public. Based on this research, we are now proposing a major change to the WWA system. To guide a future decision on this proposal, we need your feedback. Thank you for taking the time to complete a survey. We appreciate your valuable insight. All right, so let's hit next. Here we go. First up, 
Before we begin the survey, we'd like to ask you a few questions about yourself. These answers will help us ensure that we capture the perspective of a broad range of people from different backgrounds. If you feel uncomfortable answering any particular question, you may skip it. Bonnie, which of the following best describes your relationship with weather information? Daily professional relationship? Occasional professional relationship? Recreational or weather savvy? Personal or I don't know? I guess the third one, the weather savvy one, because I'm not a professional yet. Okay. We can use that. All right. Which category best describes your job? And it's a lot. We will do broadcast. Uh, we will do other media. How about we do that? Okay. Okay. Uh, and we will go with Oklahoma because I want to go with Oklahoma. All right. There we go. Next. Okay, on to page two. What headline term does NWS use correctly? Of the three that they use, watch warning advisory and explains to what it is. Watch, life or property threatening event is possible. Warning, life or property threatening event is happening or about to happen. Advisory, less significant event is happening or about to happen. If caution is not exercised, could lead to situations that threaten life and or property. What is different about the new proposed system? The proposed new system would have two primary headline terms, watch and warning. The advisory headline would be replaced by plain language headline. Here are two examples of how the headline would change. So we've all seen wind advisories, right? Yeah. Okay, so here's what the change will be. So it would go from a wind advisory remains in effect from 9 a.m. this morning to 6 p.m. this evening to gusty winds from 9 to 6 an example of a flood advisory headline transition to plain language would be as follows. Flood advisory is in effect until 8.30. It changes to urban and small stream flooding until 8.30. What is your gut reaction of removing the term advisory in favor of plain language headlines? It is a great idea. I like the idea. I don't have an opinion. I dislike the idea. I think it would be disaster or I don't know. Uh, I don't like the idea. Okay. <laughs> I dislike it. <laughs> okay. I dislike the idea. Any particular comments? Why do you dislike the idea? Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to word it because I just feel like it's just a plain statement and not like something people need to pay attention to. So it's a plain statement versus a... Like not attention catching. Yes. It's, it's a plain statement and doesn't catch my attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Okay, perfect. All right, next. All right, this proposal would also uh, change how uh, the proposal would also result in other changes within the hazard messaging. The images below show current and proposed examples of a complete winter weather advisory message. The changes are highlighted in yellow and described in red text. Some of these changes may not apply to you directly as they are used by specific NWS stakeholders. Now, you and I both look at, you know, any discussions, any warnings, any watches, any advisories when the text comes out, right? So we don't necessarily just get the chime on our phone saying, oh, boom, here's the, here's the you know, the advisory, the watch, or the warning. We actually go in and we actually read the text of it. So Right. It would change, so say that there is a winter storm or winter weather advisory. The normal headline would say urgent winter weather message followed by the office, and then it would put in all of the information, and then the headline would be winter weather advisory in effect from 6 p.m. this evening to noon tomorrow. 
it changes to winter weather message. And the headline would be light snow expected from six to noon tomorrow. Uh. A full example of these would be can be found at this link. Given the changes shown above, do you have any questions concerned about how a specific to a certain hazard or change? Sorry. Given the changes above, do you have any questions or concerns specific to a certain hazard or advisory? If so, please describe. Uh, no, I mean, I don't have any questions or concerns. Okay. But I don't like just changing that to winter weather message. Okay. Please share a reaction to the following statement. National Weather Service may should make the above changes to the advisory message part of the transition to plain language. Strongly agree, agree, neither agree or disagree, disagree, strongly disagree, or I don't know. Say the statement again that we're agreeing or disagreeing okay. to. The National Weather Service should make the changes to the advisory message as part of the transition to plain. So again, so we're going to take it from, you know, winter weather advisory in effect from time to time to just, you know, the basic, the basic, easy to understand forecast that becomes light snow expected from now to then. And no urgent bulletin across the top. It's just a winter weather message versus urgent winter weather message. Should they make the changes part of the transition to plain language? I disagree, but uh, you don't have to do strongly. Just the regular disagree. Okay. Any comments? No. Okay. Next. All right. In addition to watch warning advisory, NWS sometimes uses other headline terms to provide information on threats that do not rise to the advisory level but are still noteworthy. These products are called special weather statements, SPS, or short-term forecasts, or now. Along with advisory, NWS also proposes that the SPS and now headlines will be discontinued in favor of plain language headlines. In addition, the plain language message would now feature a what, where, when impacts and precautionary slash preparedness action in a bulleted format. It will also be equipped with computer code to enable partners to process these messages automatically. The image below describes the proposal changes to these two products. So we go from a special weather statement headline saying areas of fog in the area cross overnight to a winter message of what? Areas of local fog, where, breaks down where, when, breaks down when, impacts, okay? And then any precautionary or preparedness action. Short-term forecasts. Instead of a short-term forecast headline and the bulletin that says now, it changes to just a, a message followed by what the forecast is, what, where, when impacts, and different actions need to be taken. Additional SPS transition examples can be viewed again at this link. Please share your reaction to the following statement. National Weather Service should also the transition these SPS and now forecast headlines to plain language statements. I regular agree. Not strongly, but I kind of like the breakdown okay. of the where, when, and all that. I like that. Okay. So we'll put that in the comments. The breakdown is nice. And the preparedness actions are really good. Yeah, exactly. And those are still in the other ones, but... Um, I mean, especially when it comes to weird ones like fog and high wind, people are like, so what am I supposed to do? Right. Then that's when it's like, well, bring in your lawn furniture or drive slower on the highway or whatever. 
Some of you, including our partners, may be interested in the more technical details of this proposal. If you would like to provide further dif- uh, further feedback on such topics as common alerting protocol, CAP, or VTEC, please choose yes below and continue with the optional portion of the survey. If not, choose no to end the survey. We are not going to di- Actually, we will dive into that. So why not? Next. Okay. Do, do, do. Oh, this is good. Okay. As part of has sent proposal described in the previous sections, National Weather Service also explored an opportunity to improve alerting and decisions by supporting, by leveraging the full capabilities of the common alerting protocol. CAP is an internationally recognized format for automated exchange of alert information. Three key elements in the CAP system are urgency, severity, and clarity, or USC. NWS already conveys USC with information in its uh, watch warning uh, advisory products, but the USC levels are predefined. In other words, in the current system, forecasters cannot change these elements to best reflect the USC of the hazard at the onset or during an event. For example, a winter storm warning currently defaults to urgency of immediate severity of severe and certainty of observed forecasting. However, the forecaster may wish to initially characterize an event with a certainty value of likely if they have an, uh, if they initially have some uncertainty about the event's occurrence, but later can adjust it upward to observed if a forecaster confidence increases. Similarly, a forecaster may wish to adjust the default severity level of severe to moderate or extreme depending on impact-related factors. So now it breaks down the different things. So if you have its urgency, severity, and certainty are your three elements, and then they have different values, immediate, expected, future, past, unknown, extreme, severe, moderate, minor, unknown, observed, likely, possible, unlikely, unknown. The National Weather Service implemented new warning software that could enable forecasters to specify USC by an event and adjust these values as an event unfolds. The following questions assesses your reaction to the proposal that the forecast should be able to do so. Do you currently use the CAP USC elements in your operations? Yes, we do because we look and re- we relay warnings. How would, you, how would it impact your operations or decision making if forecasters were provided with the ability to edit CAP slash USC elements for individual events? It would improve our decisions greatly. It would improve our decisions somewhat. Little to no impact on us. It would make operations slash decisions slightly harder. It would make operations decisions much harder. Uh, I don't know. My thought is it would improve operations by a little bit because if a forecaster has the ability to go through and change something as something's going on, right, that's providing real-time info, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess that's true. I guess my only thing is, like, if if different stations can change it, then we might lose the consistency. Right. But if everyone's having to use that one source, SPC, then I feel like that might improve things. You know what I mean? Sure. So. Well, we can put, I don't, I don't we can put, I don't know. All right, let's do that. And then in the comments, we could say, you know, updating a forecast during an event would be helpful, but does it take away the full impact of the initial watch or warning? All right. 
And so this would be like allowing news stations to issue their own warnings. No, this is the National Weather Service would be a, a, allowing themselves to make changes to forecasts within an event happening. Oh, okay. Like upgrading <clears throat> Correct. from a slight to a moderate or Correct. whatever Correct. in the midst of it. Okay. Correct. And again, I think that that part would be important because that information would then be relayed on to us. Yeah. You know, as media partners. Um, but, you know, no, again, they're still the only ones issuing stuff. Okay. As you consider the next set of questions, remember the new statement will be encompassing information previously handled by not only the advisory, but also the SPS, which now currently does not have a valid time code event. Also, the intent of this change is to create a two-term system in which watch and warning are the only flagship terms and statement carries all information below that level. Please review the following assertions. All statements should have a time code. Uh, should have a time code. The significant code will always be a dot S, and the fen- uh, phenomenon code should be corresponding with the hazard level. For example, a statement describing gusty winds would be WI dot S. Light snow would be WW dot S. Do we strongly agree? Agree. Neither agree nor disagree. Disagree strongly. Disagree. Or I don't know. I think having a time code on it is good. Yeah. So. I think that these questions are hard for us to answer because we don't use these things. <laughs> no, I agree, but I every mean, day. It, but it's it, but it's important to go through, and some I of the, agree. And, and some of the stuff we do use, but so true. Uh, okay, the next set of assertions plan to the time code activation codes again. The statement can utilize. So the philosophy is an upgrade. Would not only apply to a change in warning certainty from hazard state watch to warning. Based on the premise that a watch and warnings are the only two flagships, terms headline in a statement is not meant to be a third term interacting with the other two. So we will just say, I don't know. <clears throat> if a statement needs to be canceled because a warning is needed to replace it, the CAN code can be used. However, the cancellation should only be done silently, meaning there would be no cancellation headline and no alerts modification sent out. For instance, displaying the two headline lines, the product would only show the new warning. The cancellation of the statement would not be shown. I think this is interesting. So, winter storm warning is now in effect from 11 p.m. this evening. However, the statement is canceled. So, do we agree with that, strongly disagree with that, nor neither disagree or agree, disagree, strongly disagree? So, they would do away with the cancellation statement? They would do away with it, yes. And they would. it would just, the the you know, message or the new warning or the new, whatever would just would take come precedent. out. Yeah. would take precedent. Um, I agree because I think canceling, it makes people go, Oh, okay. Yeah. Nothing to worry about. Yeah. When that might not be the case. So yeah. Doing away with that statement. I agree with silent cancel is the best way to handle. And then people see the word cancel and they go, right. oh, okay, we're good. Right. Exactly. If a statement needs to be canceled before its expiration time, the can action code should be used, but the headline message that describes the ending of the event should be in plain language. So, see example, gusty winds have diminished. Do we need to issue a statement saying that the event is over? Do we agree? Strongly disagree. Sorry. Strongly agree. Agree. Neither agree nor disagree. Disagree. Strongly disagree or I don't know. We don't, I don't think that there needs to be a statement saying that it's over. Okay. So, whichever of those. Okay, so neither agree (laughs) or disagree. I don't think a statement is needed. 
to address an event ending. Okay. Next. All right. Do we have any final comments, questions, or concerns regarding this proposal? And that's, you know, dropping the uh, watch weather warning advisory system to just watch and warning. I mean, I don't really have any comments, no. But for our podcast, my comment is I'm glad they're leaving the watch and warning part alone. Right. They're not going to be getting rid of like a PDS watch, are they? Like that'll still no, be an option. No, that would still be there. That would definitely okay. still be there. So. Okay. All right. Well, we will wrap up the survey. We are done. Thank you for taking the survey. We are welcome. Shout out to Survey Monkey. Um, <laughs> it's great. It's a great name, by the way. I know. It's fantastic. So. And everybody uses it. Of course they do. It's like the only company that actually goes through and does surveys anymore. Yeah. Uh, that or Facebook or a poll. By the way, did you see the poll that we put up on our Twitter page at Weather Podcast? Yeah, I totally picked pineapple. I would think I would think you'd pick pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> so with Bonnie on our flow trip. And us not taping until today, Monday. I was a little bored over the weekend. I was like, hey, Bonnie's on a float trip. If you're on a float trip, what would you use? And I gave us three options. A pineapple, a donut, or just a boring rectangle. So, because, I mean, listen, how many people have the boring rectangles? Way too many. Right? Well, luckily, though, we had the, like, you know, the rafts. You know what I'm talking about? That are, like, blown mm-hmm. up. And they have the seats and the paddles. Like, that whole situation. So, yeah. luckily, that's what we had. But if I had to bring my own pineapple for sure you got to roll the pineapple come on mm-hmm. everyone wants a pineapple Although, floaty i saw some floats at walmart that had like rose gold like glitter inside and i was like i'm pretty sure that's what i need i'm i'm on. really surprised you actually didn't buy that <laughs> if if i had my own pool i would have but i fair don't. enough fair enough um i've seen the unicorn floaties those those crack oh, me up those are legit they are legit legit <laughs> So yeah, we polls. Shout out again, Survey Monkey, <laughs> and us. We're the only two doing active polls right now. Well, you know, we gotta keep people engaged. We do. We really do. Um, what do you guys have? Speaking of engaged, what do you guys have coming up uh, weather-wise in Oklahoma City? Uh, we still have rain chances the next couple of days, and then um, we're gonna get back up near ninety. But we're supposed to be below average temps for a while, Ooh. so that might be nice. But that's pretty much what we've got. Partly cloudy a lot of this week after we get past our rain chances. But yeah, highs back up into 90, 91 towards the end. Well, there's definitely nothing wrong with that. No, no. That's right on par for the end of June coming in July. I'll take it. <laughs> right. Well, out here in the Pacific Northwest, we are in this weird kind of interesting pattern. That's, that's all I'm going to say. Um, we go from warm stretches, then the atmosphere resets and we cool down for a day or two or three. And then now we start to heat it back up. Like today, we're going to be pushing a high of 86. Tomorrow, we're oh. going to be up over 90. And then Wednesday, we get patchy drizzle and a high of 80. And then it clears right back up again. And then we're into the mid to upper 80s. And it sits there until we get to the weekend. And then it goes into rain. Y'all's yeah. weather is so crazy. It is. And the best part about this is literally we know that once we get to the 4th of July, we're fine. But we go through a stretch of two or three weeks every year where it's sunny and beautiful during the work week and then it rains during the weekend. And it never fails. It absolutely never fails. That needs to switch so that your weekends can be nice. Right. And this last weekend was really nice. So 
But uh, yeah, we will see. So temperatures today uh, approaching 90-ish. And I can already tell it's pretty warm out there. Uh, we'll start to get a north-northwest wind gusting pretty much. So again, a heat low's building. And uh, it will help uh, kind of compress some of that air. And we will uh, we'll really bake tomorrow. So we're excited. Get your bake on. Yes. Get my tan on. Because my arms yes. and my legs are tan. The rest of me, not so much. Hey, I'm kind of tan but patchy all over spray tan kind of got haywire after i got in the river but it's fine ain't nothing wrong with that but i didn't burn which was my concern so right you didn't come back a lobster nope and we know plenty of people that do come back lobsters that's not good no yeah that's never fun but i did come back like a spotted dalmatian because my legs are (laughs) bruised everywhere (laughs) oh good lord let me ask you this um in this time of social distancing and COVID and all that fun stuff, did you see lots of people using masks out on the river? Oh, no. Zero. Maybe one person. Legit one person. Okay. Yeah. I don't even... I try to not think about it because our numbers have been record high the last week. Every yeah. day they've gone up. This is the highest they've ever gone up daily since it all started back in March. So I'm just hoping that being outside in the sun and all the alcohol I drink <laughs> did, you guys, me. did you drink Corona? I had to ask. <laughs> no. No, that would have been funny, though. No, you guys went with the I harder. I don't even think we brought Corona at all. You guys went with the harder, the, the harder, better stuff. Oh, yeah, the Trulies. The oh, lemonade yeah. Trulies. Yeah, you were saying that, Which that's, were legit. That, that's your new favorite. Oh my gosh, they're a game changer. Like they come in a multi-pack that's got a lemonade flavor, strawberry lemonade, black cherry, and a mango lemonade. Game changing. They do not taste like the other Trulies. They don't taste all weird seltzery and watery. They taste so good. All right, what's better, the Lemonade Trulies or White Claw? The Lemonade Trulies. Wow, okay. Yeah, I know, I know. Interesting. Yeah. And I mean, they were so good that three or four people out of our group bought their brought their own 12 pack and nobody even planned that. So we had a lot of these Trulies and they were all gone. Interesting. All right. Well, hey, we, we learn something every day, right? Mm-hmm. Game changing. So you're welcome for making your 4th of July weekend better. So go ahead and go get a few 12 packs of that. Truly lemonade. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm putting that down. That will be in our show description later on. Bonnie breaks down her hard seltzers. <laughs> <laughs> this is important information to know. It's summertime now. It is. People need to know the facts, you know. It is, and we we need to know what what what's out there. What's to drink? Yeah, yeah. How are you going to get through your summer without the proper beverage? Oh, you you can't. There's exactly. there's just no way you can. So exactly. Fantastic. I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, I'm glad you had a great time. You deserve some time away from work. You work really hard. So I'm glad you got out on the river with some friends and went camping and did the float trip. Uh, I will take my day off vacation sometime soon. (laughs) When that is, I don't know, but it will be soon. So, well, you deserve it too. So don't work yourself to death now. I'm trying not to, although it's gonna be really warm today in the the, uh, warehouse. So Mm, that's never fun. Yeah, it's not. And we just, oh, by the way, so since we've last chatted, we moved my entire area from one side of the warehouse to the other. So I am now, oh, I'm now working on the west facing doors. So Uh. after about two (laughs) o'clock when I, you know, start my shift, uh, it starts to get real warm in there. And so we don't have a lot of good air circulation where it is. So I just bake. (laughs) And so I force myself to like walk around to go stand in front of a fan. 
with my laptop. Yeah. I'm just going to stay there. It gets so hot in warehouses, and I guess it's just because it's too expensive to heat and cool, so they're just like, well, we, deal with it. Well, we have, I mean, and I will say this, Amazon does take care of us, and I know there's a lot of negative connotations with Amazon warehouse workers. I'm fully aware of that. However, with that said, the one that I work at, we have fans, and we have you know air conditioning, and we have other other things that we need, but you're still, you know, you're in a giant warehouse, right? Air does yeah. warm up. The sun does warm up the roof and, you know, the, the surrounding parts of it, and you you can get warm. But with that said, you know, they do take care of us. It's just, it's warm sometimes, and it gets uncomfortable, but we keep the temperature between, what is it, 70 and 80 is kind of what our, our baseline is, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, it could definitely be worse. Like, that's sure. not bad. Right. And I mean, if I'm really overheated or I get really warm, I can go sit in the office for my break and, you know, it's cold in there and that's fine. But yeah, it's uh, it's lots of fun. But once the sun goes down, it's fine. And, you know, we're constantly opening up dock doors and stuff. And so there's a little bit of airflow that comes in. Um, It's just going to be really warm today. So <laughs> I'm I'm not necessarily looking forward to that part. Well, drink plenty of water. Oh, drink plenty of water, wear shorts and a t-shirt, and I'll be good. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, and then my giant yellow and red safety vest. Well, safety's important. Yes, high visibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want to get hit by a forklift. <laughs> that is true. Thankfully, we only have one or two in the in the warehouse. Everything else is done by pallet jacks, so. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, we make it work. <sighs> We make it work. But, Bonnie, another great edition of B-Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby in Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye.